0: Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. I'm Steve Z. Let's get started. And now a word from our sponsor, Maniacs. Maniacs riot pills and topical ointments are available at drug stores and drug dealers nationwide.
1: Maniacs is a new form of medication that alleviates worry and stress surrounding riots on Inauguration Day. If you have a fear of riots at your state capitol or other public building on Inauguration Day, the best way to alleviate those fears is to simply stay away from your state capitol or other public buildings on Inauguration Day. But if you simply must be there, Maniacs from Squid Pharma may be just what the doctor ordered. Maniacs uses the highest dosage of stupidity allowed by law.
2: Side effects of attending riots in public buildings on Inauguration Day include facial swelling from baton hits, itchy, watery, burning eyes from tear gas, severe bruising from rubber bullets, major bleeding from organs penetrated by real bullets, lacerations from broken glass, loss of hearing caused by flashbang grenades, major aches and pains associated with being trampled, handcuffed, hurted, and incarcerated. Some anal leakage has been noted from having a salad tossed in jail by a man named Bubba, who just wants you to know what a real foot-long sausage feels like.
1: If you really, really must attend a riot on Inauguration Day, Maniacs may be the right solution for you. If you can't afford your prescription, Squid Pharma might be able to help. I
3: doubt
4: it, but they might.
0: Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, January the 13th, 2021. This is the Truth Hurts Program, and I'm your host, Steve Z. In football, it's considered an egregious personal foul after a person gets tackled, and then more and more and more people jump on the pile. It's called piling on. And that happens as groups tend to inflict more pain and suffering after something has already gone down like a tackle. It's an egregious personal foul. And that's exactly what's happening in America right now to conservatism, to people on the right, and especially to your president, Donald Trump. There's less than one week left in the presidency of Donald Trump for his first term. And the democrats on the left would like nothing more than to place atop their cake a totally devastated defeated and crippled donald j trump figurine they don't want to let him finish out his term because if they do he might be able to run again in 2024. they don't want him to finish out his first term because somewhere along the way some or most or all of them have vowed that they would find a way to get Donald Trump. They don't want him to simply go away. They want him to go away and be forced to stay away. The Democrats and the left are scared to death of the movement, of the power of a person like Donald Trump. They've been plotting and planning their evil coup attempt for four years now. That moment became obvious and clear the moment that the outsider, the businessman, the not a politician, the not an insider, the not a member of their little club, the moment that Donald Trump became the Republican presidential nominee in the middle of 2015, ahead of that historic 2016 election that crushed their heiress apparent Hillary Rotten Clinton. From that moment, from that very moment, the left has been working to demonize and vilify Donald Trump. They don't like his haircut. They don't like his success. They don't like his fame. They don't like his fortune. They don't like the fact that a boy from New York kicked their homegirl Hillary's ass in the 2016 election so they've made it their business. Their four-and-a-half to five-year business to forget the hell, hell with everybody in America. To hell with the rest of the nation. To hell with anything other than our mission is to destroy Donald Trump. Hell, they tried a phony Russian collusion hoax for over two and a half years. They tried hookers peeing on beds in hotel rooms. They tried phony FISA court charges, fake dossiers. Hell, they tried not one, not two, not three, but four massive, very costly FBI investigations. They tried to use the CIA, the NSA. They tried to even use information illegally obtained during the administration of Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden by spying on Trump's campaign in a scheme that made Watergate look like a young boy peeping through the keyhole at his sister in the bathroom. They tried colonoscopy deep investigation after investigation and each And every time, they came up with zip, zero, nothing, nada, zilch. Why? How could investigation after investigation after investigation by people who hate you, who have a vested interest in convicting you of something, they came up with nothing. Not one single Solitary shred of evidence of Trump's alleged Russian collusion. Not one solitary single shred of evidence to convict Trump of Ukraine influence peddling. Yet the same investigating agencies simply swept Joe Biden's obvious and overt and admitted influence peddling in the Ukraine right under the rug. They swept the actual Russian collusion by Biden and Obama under the proverbial rug. The left excused the attacks earlier this year on a federal courthouse and other public and private buildings. They called it peaceful protesting. They said all of those armed, attacking rioters, thugs, the mob of BM, my BLM, excuse me were just exercising their right to free speech because they were fed up with this or fed up with that and their phony, made-up, systemic racism lie. Meanwhile, January 6th, 2021, the President, Donald Trump, gives a very benign speech to hundreds of thousands of his supporters standing outdoors quite some distance from the capitol building. The president's speech thanks his loyal supporters, people who believe in him, people who believe that there were irregularities in the 2016 November presidential elections. He thanked his supporters for all of their love and their support. And never once, not one sentence, not one word, not one syllable of the president's speech called for violence, destruction, or anything other than support. A completely benign, peaceful speech. Oh yes, he did mention his charges of voter irregularities, of fraud, of manipulation. But he never once called for anyone to raise a hand, a fist, a hammer, a baseball bat, a gun, or any other weapon nowhere in his speech did he incite violence so he gives his speech to hundreds of thousands of people in washington dc and 99.99999 percent of the crowd who were just there with american flags trump flags and poster boards cheered and stayed right there through the end of his speech he gives his speech to cheering crowds and at the same time however across town a few crazy radical people decide to do some minor property damage yeah 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 okay
2: you're gonna say it's minor property damage steve we know better we saw
0: hammers breaking windows right that's all you saw the videos that were turned in that are now being investigated show a few broken windows, a few people banging on some doors, a few flipped over tables and chairs, some papers shuffled on the ground, a guy walking around with a podium, and a guy sitting at nasty Nancy Pelosi's desk with his feet kicked up on the desk. Sir, to you, I would highly recommend disinfecting your ass because it sat on the same chair as this 80-something-year-old leaking woman's buttocks and other parts sat on that very same chair, God knows what you might have picked up. But like I said, very minor damage in comparison to the riots, the arson, the looting, the major property damage, the city burning, the city destroying that went on earlier this year in places like Portland, Seattle, St. Louis, Louisville, Kenosha, Minneapolis, and many other Democrat-run cities By comparison, by comparison, the damage done at the Capitol building is the difference between a young boy knocking over his mother's coffee cup as opposed to a bull running through a china shop, the young boy breaking his mother's coffee cup being the Capitol, and the bull in the china shop being all of those individual anarchist riots, those mobs, those city burnings that went on in other parts of the country earlier this year that were simply swept under the rug by the media and called peaceful protests. At the Capitol building, there were no fires, no assault and battery, no kidnapping, no carjacking, no police cars destroyed, no major destruction, no major damage whatsoever. And then a rogue cop, shoots an unarmed civilian white woman named Ashley Barrett, dead. She had nothing in her hands, not even a cell phone that could have been mistaken for a weapon. No shots were fired other than those fired by Capitol Police. A few people were arrested, a few people were charged, and that should be the end of it. That should be the end of the story, period. That should be it, but it's not. Because the clowns on the left, the clowns led in their own inciting of violence. People like nasty Nancy Pelosi, people like chuckles over the glasses Schumer, people like AOC. Those people are calling for the President of the United States to be physically removed from office. They're claiming that his speech incited a riot, that it was his speech that caused a few people to go in and do some minor damage at the Capitol building and interrupt the counting and certification of the electoral college votes. But they're not only calling to get rid of Donald Trump. Oh no, boys and girls. They figure, if we're going to run the wrecking ball through D.C., let's take as many Republicans and conservatives along with us as we possibly can. They want to remove senators. They want to remove congresspeople with the R behind their name because those people had the audacity, the unmitigated gall to question the Electoral College. Remember, it was Democrats who didn't agree with the Electoral College at all in 2016. They wanted to abolish it altogether.
3: But now they love the Electoral College.
0: They want to do away with anyone who objected to any of the votes of the Electoral College. In 2016, it was they, the Democrats, who questioned for weeks and weeks the results in the Electoral College that put Donald Trump into the White House. It was the Democrats who in 2000 questioned for weeks and for weeks the validity of the Electoral College vote that put George W. Bush into office over the heir apparent Al Gore. But now the double standard is alive and kicking and they wanna use anyone who objected to the Electoral College's votes as an excuse to get rid of them altogether. I guess the Democrats would be happy if they held all 435 seats in the House, all 100 seats in the Senate, the presidency, the vice presidency, and all nine seats on the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, that would be nice for them. But the other half of the nation would never stand for that. Clowns on the left with their willing accomplices in the mainstream news media decided it was Trump's peaceful speech that caused what they term insurrection, mob, rioting, sedition, and major damage. Of course, the actual videos that have been posted, the actual photographs, tell a much different story. Those videos and photographs tell the truth. But it doesn't matter what the truth is to the left. Because they can hype it, overhype it, sensationalize it, overreport it, exaggerate it, zoom in on certain camera angles to make you think that the entire Capitol building was under siege, and that every senator and every congressman and even the vice president was in grave mortal danger. Nothing could be further from the truth. The truth is there were a few people with a few hammers that broke a few windows after they were let into the Capitol building by Capitol Police. Some of the videos make it look like it was staged with the Capitol Police putting on these feigned, Please stop. Hold back. Don't come any further. No. Stop. No. Ooh. Ah. Oh. It feels good for me, baby. That, that's the kind of bad acting that was going on in some of those videos where you see a single Capitol Police officer standing on the stairs, holding his hand out. Stop. Oh, please, stop. And then he'd back up 10 feet, and the rioters would advance forward 10 feet. And then they'd stop suddenly as if the mighty Capitol policeman's hand was doing something. No weapons were drawn by the police. Listen, man, if you or I tried to go into the Capitol on any day of any year and we made any aggressive move towards any building, any office, any person, we would be dropped to the ground and we would be subdued and it would not be a peaceful event, I promise you. So as I said, the videos, the photographs tell a different story. They tell the truth the truth that there were a few people who broke a few windows after they were let into the capitol building by capitol police some were shown exactly where to go and the resulting outcome all of that was occurring inside the capitol the only outcome was a few shuffled papers tipped over chairs, a bookshelf, and a podium and while all this crap was going on inside the capitol Donald Trump was just finishing up his speech occurring way down the road from the capitol building. A long walk. Hell, it was a long run from where the president gave his peaceful speech. It was a long run for anyone. If the president were inciting the riot, if the president had said, Okay, people, let's go. March on the Capitol right now and tear that place apart. Find Nancy Pelosi and kick her ass. Find Chuck Schumer and shove his glasses up his rear end. Let's go, 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 go! His speech was nothing at all like that. It was very peaceful. And he ended it with thank you. Thank you all. God bless you and God bless America. People cheered. They stayed there. They wanted to see the president as he waved to his supporters. They didn't all turn around, hundreds of thousands of people, turn around and start a mad dash for the Capitol building with clubs and torches and guns and bombs. In fact, it was absolutely nothing like what the media and the left are trying to make you think. These attacks could not have been provoked by the President's speech because those attacks in the Capitol were occurring while Trump was speaking and moments after. For that speech to have riled up anyone who was there to listen to the speech, enough for those people to run to the Capitol, it would have been 20 to 30 minutes minimum before they got to the Capitol. Security cameras with their accurate timestamps proved. That President Trump's speech did not incite any violence at the Capitol. If anyone who was at the speech got riled up by Donald Trump, they would have had to have been Superman or The Flash or been wearing jetpacks in order to get to the Capitol at the time those damages occurred. Now, as I said before, nothing in Donald Trump's speech even bordered closely to inciting a riot. Nothing in the speech called for violence in any way, shape, fashion, manner, or form. It was a benign, peaceful speech, thanking his supporters for their support, telling the public that we're all Americans. And even though the election results are questionable, it is what it is. We don't have to be happy about it. We don't have to love it. We don't have to like it, but it is what it is. Trump did indicate during his speech that he was not going to stop fighting in the courts to bring the truth to light about the irregularities. That's his right, it's my right, and it's your right. We need to feel confident in an obviously flawed election system. Donald Trump's speech was not hate-centered. It was benign. It was peaceful. It was thankful. Nowhere in that speech was one single paragraph, sentence, phrase, word, or syllable uttered that could possibly, by any reasonable human being, be considered inciting of a riot. Inciting, as in riot-worthy speech, as in call to arms, as in call to attack. Not a word, not a syllable not a letter. Donald Trump's speech was nothing at all like the overt hate spewed by the likes of Pelosi, Schumer, AOC, and others. Take a listen to this montage of actual inciting of violence speeches that have been put forward by people on the left. You'll hear politicians, you'll hear entertainers, and if you had video of this, and I'm sure you've seen it severed head of bleeding Donald Trump by a woman who thinks she's a comedian. She is a joke. Take a listen.
3: I I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the
2: streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's
0: unrest in our lives. Enemies of
3: the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed
0: to be polite. And peaceful.
4: Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When
0: they go low, we kill
4: How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck?
0: The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right.
3: I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down on the escalator and called Mexicans, rapists, and He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You mm-hmm. would have been a hero.
0: I'd like to punch him in the face. I said if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of them.
3: Punch some
0: people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact.
1: Look as his character is stabbed to death.
3: Where is
4: John Wilkes Booth when you need him?
1: I have thought
4: And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue.
1: They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not.
0: If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now that, boys and girls, is what hateful speech sounds like. That, boys and girls, is a call to action. That, boys and girls, is inciting violence, fomenting violence, encouraging and urging violence, violence against the President of the United States of America. They spent four entire years finding ways to try and get rid of this man. And now, in the fourth quarter, with only seven seconds to go in the game, they want to come out with yet another attempt to impeach the duly elected President Donald Trump because he supposedly incited a riot by giving a very peaceful and benign speech to hundreds of thousands of people who support him. The Democrats have no idea what they are doing right now. They are cementing hatred. They are putting in concrete solidity a disdain towards each and every one of them.
3: In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic
4: Empire for a safe and society. So this is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause.
0: That clip was part of the Star Wars series where Princess or Queen Amidala, Natalie Portman, said way back in 2005 this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause who knew that the star wars george lucas episode 3 would be a foreteller of what has come to pass in america credits go to george lucas and those folks involved in making of star wars episode 3 revenge of the sith we do not own the rights to that previous clip gotta do that to keep my ass out of court Anyway, this is the Truth Hurts program. We'll be back right after this.
1: Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program.
0: Now, as I said before the break, there is a full on attempt to completely, utterly, and totally destroy Donald Trump. Not just to have him taken out of office, not just to keep him from possibly ever running for public office again, but to destroy him totally and completely, to bankrupt him and his family. According to the Associated Press this morning, New York City will terminate all business contracts with President Donald Trump, and they're blaming it on last week's insurrection at the Capitol, this announced by Mayor Bill de Blasio early Wednesday morning. Mr. de Blasio said in an interview on MSNBC, quote, I'm here to announce that the city of New York is severing all contracts with the Trump Organization. De Blasio said the Trump Organization earns about $17 million a year in profits from its contracts to run two ice skating rinks and a carousel in Central Park, as well as a golf course in the Bronx. They claim that the city can legally terminate a contract if the leadership of a country is engaged in criminal activity, the mayor said. Inciting an insurrection, let's be very clear, let's say the words again. Inciting an insurrection against the United States government clearly constitutes criminal activity, de Blasio said. Let me stop for just a moment. He's been accused of something, but he hasn't had his day in court. He's not been convicted of anything. If I accuse Bill de Blasio of being a child molester, if I did so, that would be criminal activity, right? We could say he did it. We could show a photograph of him standing near a child somewhere and say that he is a child molester. I truly think that the mayor is skating on thin ice. I think that the Trump Organization might have a valid lawsuit against de Blasio and the city for terminating those contracts and costing the Trump Organization millions in profits each year. He has not been convicted of any crime. He's been accused with very flimsy evidence Actually, no evidence at all, if you ask me. To continue on this article, the PGA voted Sunday to take the PGA Championship away from Trump's New Jersey golf course next year, a move that came after social media platforms disabled Trump's accounts, and Shopify took down any online stores affiliated with him. De Blasio said earlier the city was examining its legal options to end the Trump contracts. He said Wednesday that city lawyers determined that if Trump sues over the move, the city will win. De Blasio says, quote, Trump incited a mob to attack the Capitol. The lawyers looked at it, and it was just as clear as a bell. That's grounds for severing these contracts, and we're moving to do that right away. The split with Trump's namesake company won't happen immediately, though. De Blasio said in a news release, the contract to run the Ferry Point golf course in the Bronx is complex and is expected to take a number of months. Termination of the contract to run the ice skating rinks will take effect 30 days after written notice is delivered. Termination of the contract to run the carousel, which is currently closed, will take 25 days after written notice. The city will of course seek new minority and women owned and sex change transgender vendors to operate the attractions. They're going to remove Trump's name from the rinks, the carousel and the golf course, but that won't erase Trump from New York City. He will still, after all, operate Trump Tower on Manhattan's Fifth Avenue and the Trump International Hotel in Central Park West. Like I said before, if I were Donald Trump and I'd had the money that he claims to have, I'd just shut it all down. Shut it all down right now. Fire every single employee there. Democrats, Republicans, Independents, it doesn't matter. You screw with me, I'm shutting down my businesses. I would have crews in there today boarding up the windows of my hotels. I would have crews in there emptying out everybody. Goodbye, you're out of here. You're all fired immediately. But I think Donald Trump is bigger than that. I don't think he's a vindictive prick. Maybe he is, I don't know. But I think he'll stay there and continue to make money as long as he possibly can, because that's just what businessmen do.
1: Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program
0: There are, as you might expect at this point in time, lots and lots of rumors and theories behind what the next seven days will bring for Donald Trump. Posted on my Yahoo Fake News page, an article from the New York Slimes has come out and it says, quote, Pence reached his limit with Trump. It wasn't pretty. Dated today, the article written by Peter Baker, Maggie Haberman and Annie Carney. Why does it take three people to write a damned news article? Really? Can anybody explain to me? Anybody? Anybody back there? Can you guys explain to me why it takes three people to write a liberal biased article? I write my own articles. I'm one guy. I'm a conservative. Who who the hell knows? Three people wrote this article that released this morning at 7.08 a.m. Central Standard Time. Washington. For President Mike Pence, the moment of truth had arrived. After three years and 11 months of navigating the treacherous waters of President Donald Trump's ego, after all the tongue-biting, pride-swallowing moments where he employed strategic silence or florid flattery to stay in his boss's good graces, there he was, being cursed by the president. Trump was enraged that Pence was refusing to try and overturn the election according to the article. He wasn't trying to overturn the election. He was trying to cause the nation to see the massive amounts of fraud. I'm sorry, that was my insertion. <laughs> you said insertion. In a series of meetings, the article continues, the president had pressed relentlessly, alternately cajoling and browbeating him, him being Pence. Finally, just before Pence headed to the Capitol to oversee the electoral vote count last Wednesday, Trump called the vice president's residence to push one last time. According to two people who were supposedly briefed on the conversation, in other words, Heard it from a friend who, heard it from a friend who, Heard it from another, it's a fucking lie. Yeah, gotta watch it, the family show. According to two people who were supposedly briefed on the conversation, Trump allegedly told Pence, quote, You can either go down in history as a patriot, or you can go down in history as a pussy. I'm sorry. I can actually hear Donald Trump saying that. And it wouldn't be too far from reality, right? After all, Pence actually had the audacity to wear a blue tie to the halls of Congress. Blue meaning either his balls or the color of the Democrats. Perhaps the color of your tie means nothing to you or I. But in Congress, in Washington, D.C., in the White House, it is tradition that you wear the color tie of the party you represent. And perhaps... In certifying those Electoral College results, Pence did wear the color of tie that day for the party he was at that moment representing. The blow up between the nation's two highest elected officials allegedly then played out in dramatic fashion as the president publicly excoriated the vice president at an incendiary rally and then sent agitated supporters to the Capitol where they stormed the building, some of them allegedly chanting Hang Mike Pence. Now this is what the article says. That's their biased, slanted, sensationalized, obvious slant. The paragraph should have written, The blow-up between the nation's two highest elected officials then played out in dramatic fashion as the president probably excoriated the vice president at his rally of over 100,000 peaceful supporters, and then some wacky, nutjob extremists, either Trump-supporting extremists or, more likely, BLM, Antifa, NFAC, whatever supporters who infiltrated the peaceful gathering, then stormed the building with the help of some willing Capitol Police officers who basically not only opened the doors but guided some of these rioters to their final destination where they had the audacity, the unmitigated gall to shuffle some
2: papers around on the floor, knock over a few chairs, maybe a lamp, move a podium, and then sit in Nancy Pelosi's desk and catch whatever disease might have been
0: sitting in that chair and take a selfie. Back to the article. It was an extraordinary rupture of a partnership that had survived too many challenges to count. The loyal lieutenant, who had almost never diverged from the president, who had finessed every other possible fracture, finally came to a decision point he could not avoid. He would uphold the election results despite the president and despite the mob. And he would pay the price with his political base. once hoped to harness for his own run for the White House. According to John Yule, a legal scholar consulted by Pence's office, quote, Pence
2: had a choice between his constitutional duty and his political future, and he did the right thing. I think he was the man of the hour in many ways, both for Democrats and Republicans. He did his duty, even though he must have known when he did it. That probably meant he could never become president.
0: Okay, Mr. You. You who? Oh, you. I thought he meant you. But it was actually you. John You. Former Senator Jeff Flake of Arizona, who was ousted for being a turncoat, non-Republican, Republican in name only, Flake, was one of Trump's most outspoken Republican critics. But he was also a longtime friend of Mike Pence, before they allegedly drifted apart over issues involving the president. Flake said he was relieved the vice president had finally taken a stand. Not everyone gave Pence much credit, the article continues. They say he should hardly be lionized for following the Constitution. Why not? The Republicans follow the Constitution for the most part. The Democrats fly in the face of the Constitution at every possible moment. The rift between Trump and Pence, the article continues, has dominated their final days in office. Not least because the Vice President has the power under the 25th Amendment to remove the President from office under that amendment with the support of the majority of the Cabinet members. But remember, most of the Cabinet members have decided to bail out. The House voted along party lines Tuesday, demanding... That Pence take action under the 25th? Or oh, we're going to impeach Trump.
2: We can't get our way.
0: All we want you to do, Mikey Pence, is inv- invoke the 25th Amendment. Away.
3: Oh, wow. Away. Oh, wow.
0: In fact, Mike Pence sent a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi late Tuesday saying "Eh -eh." he refused to act under the 25th. Now, according to this highly biased article against the president, it says, but Trump was nervous enough about it that he finally broke five days of the cold shoulder to invite his vice president to the Oval Office on Monday night to smooth over their split. Folks, I had a really nasty, mopey-dopey, little-girl-gropey Joe Biden comment to make about smoothing over the split, but I decided to take the high road. The official description of the hour-long conversation was, quote, good, unquote. The unofficial description was non-substantive and stilted, whatever the hell that means. And this three-person article continues on with their allegations that every morning at the White House, Trump was a raving maniac and that Mike Pence had to calm him down and go apologize to cabinet members and staff members. I can't honestly even picture that as being close to reality. Now, the more I look at this, the more I have to shake my head. Here you have three, count them, one, two, three, New York Slimes reporters coming together to write a scathing article which is meant to make Mike Pence look like a hero and make Donald Trump look like a raving lunatic. But the reality of the matter is, probably when all is said and done, Donald Trump was just another guy in the White House. Mike Pence was just another guy in the White House. But it makes for interesting reading when you sensationalize and add 25 tons of fluff When you put together some false narrative of how you think things are going in a place where you have not been. I bet you those three New York Slimes reporters have probably never been inside the White House. But then again, who cares? Their opinion means nothing to me. Joe Grogan, Trump's domestic policy advisor until last year, supposedly said... We're very lucky that the vice president isn't a maniac. In many ways, I think it vindicates the decision of Mike uh, Pence to hang in there this long. Okay, whatever, whack
1: job. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program
0: Last week I spoke to you about awards shows like the Oscars, the Emmys, the Daytime Soap Opera Awards and such. And if I could issue an award for the most ridiculous actress in a role, I don't even know what role I would cast this person in. certainly not a comedy, even though it's funny. But it's also not funny because it's sad. We have a member of our Congress, one Alexandria Ocasio Horseface Cortez. She's from New York. She's a Democrat. You might have heard of her. To call her a drama queen would probably be fairly accurate and over-exaggerating. She should be on the news media, to be honest with you. I want you to take a listen to what she described as something that she thought was going to be the end of her life that occurred last Wednesday, January 6th in the Capitol. Take a listen.
4: I had a pretty traumatizing event happen to me. And I do not know if I can even disclose the full details of that event due to security concerns. But I can tell you that I had a very close encounter where I thought I was going to die. Um, And you have all of those thoughts um, where, you know, at the end of your life, and all of these thoughts come rushing to you. And um, that's what happened to a lot of us on Wednesday. Um, and I thought, I, I i did not think, I did not know if I was going to make it to the end of that day alive. Wednesday was an extremely traumatizing event. Um, And it is not an exaggeration to say that many, many members of the House were nearly assassinated. Um, It's just not an exaggeration to say that at all. Uh, We were very lucky um, that things happened within certain minutes that allowed members to escape the the House floor unharmed.
0: Okay, boys and girls. No one was armed. None of the alleged rioters that allegedly stormed the capitol none of the mob were found to be armed none of them some desks and chairs got turned around and moved and flipped over some paperwork ended up on the floor i understand some of nasty nancy's business cards disappeared there's a rumor running around that some laptops were stolen i <clears throat> folks i just don't see it but for this clown Alexandria Horseface Cortez, to say she feared for her life, she thought she was going to die, this was going to be the end of her life, is a gross exaggeration. And,
2: um, um, let me suck my teeth and my, um, tongue, and I, um, well, it's not, it's not a gross, um, it's not a, Exaggeration. Um.
0: Sorry. I don't like her very much. I want to play it again for you one more time, but I'm going to stop it throughout.
4: I had a pretty traumatizing event happen to me. Um, and I do not know if I can even disclose the full details of that event due to security concerns.
2: I had a um um I had a very um traumatizing event. Um and I don't know if I can even disclose it, but I'm I'm doing so right now, even though and security um concerns um reasons
4: but I can tell you that I had a very close encounter where I...
2: a close encounter of the third kind. Now playing.
3: Rated PG for weirdness. She had
2: a close encounter. Okay.
4: thought I was going to die.
2: Uh... I thought I was, um, I thought I was going to die. Um, Some people came in um, um, the the building, and and none of them had guns or any weapons. And some of them were shouting, and they were saying um, words.
4: Um, And you have all of those thoughts. Um Wait,
0: wait, you had a thought? Woo! Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Alexandria Horseface Cortez says she had a thought. All of those thoughts.
4: Where, you know, at the end of your life...
0: It's not the end of your life.
4: And all of these thoughts come rushing to you.
0: You had thoughts come rushing to you. That is amazing.
4: And, um... That's what happened to a lot of us.
0: Um,
2: yes. Um, um, um... That's what, um, happened to a lot of of us.
4: On Wednesday. On Wednesday. Um and i thought I, I i did not think i did not know if i was going to make it to the end of that day of life
0: but nobody had a gun except the capitol police who gunned down an innocent unarmed white woman we won't see any of that in the newspapers because that's already been forgotten about that's back page news if at all ashley barrett was brutally murdered an unarmed citizen of the united states was brutally murdered and she had nothing in her hands whatsoever. But um, um um I was
2: in fear for um my life.
4: Um Wednesday was an extremely traumatizing event.
0: Wednesday was an extremely traumatizing event, and with the help of the news media, it will be forever enshrined as a traumatizing event in our nation's dark history.
4: Um and it is not an exaggeration.
0: Oh,
2: but it, um, um, it is totally, like, totally an
0: exaggeration. You
4: say that many, many members of the House were nearly assassinated.
0: Whoa! Many, many members of the House were nearly assassinated by a mob of people with no weapons whatsoever. Many, many people we nearly assassinated, this clown says. Wow.
4: Um, um It's just not an exaggeration to say that at all. But it is uh, we were very lucky um, that things happened within certain minutes.
2: Within certain minutes, sir eh sir, eh, sir eh.
0: There's a T in the middle of that word, you dipshit Sir Ten C E R T. A-I-N. Quit pandering to the 13% crowd. Something, a little
2: something, something, a little certain, certain events, certain,
0: certain,
4: um, um. That allowed members to escape the, cap, the the house floor unharmed.
0: Yeah, it's called they were not in any danger to begin with. That's what is lucky for them. Sorry, Alexandria Horseface Cortez. Nice try, though. Nice theatrics. We'll give you the Oscar for the most over-exaggerated portrayal of someone who is in fear from a non-threat in a capital setting. That's going to do it for this edition of the Truth Hurts program, everybody. Sorry for the technical glitches today. We had a little trouble here at Studio 63, but I think we've got the bugs worked out. And I look forward to speaking with you again next time on the Truth Hurts Program Network. Go out there and make it a great day.
4: Just in time for the holidays. It's a movie that we've all been expecting. Christmas Resident Evil.
3: Hey, Billy. How's it going? Fine, Tony. How are you? Great. I just got my COVID vaccine did it hurt? Nah, I got mine like Nancy Pelosi got hers. What do you mean? Well, they didn't even take the orange cap off the needle. I didn't feel a thing.
1: Really? Not even a little prick?
3: No, silly. Joe Biden wasn't there. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) Little prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I got it. Are you going to get the vaccine? No, not right away. I want to see if there are a lot of side effects in people who actually do get stuck. Side effects? Yeah, they're showing more and more people with nasty side effects on social media.
3: Like what? What kind of side effects?
1: Well, there's facial paralysis, like Bell's palsy. There's persistent coughing, fever, body aches, joint pain, tiredness, dry mouth, stomach cramps, diarrhea, vomiting, chills, itchy, watery eyes, leg pain, and even death. Death? Like people are really dying? Yep. One guy died the day after his vaccination. D-, d died died from the vaccination? Well, no, not technically. He got hit by a bus. But it's the same thing as those people who got killed in car crashes having their causes of death listed as COVID, right? So it's pretty much the same thing.
3: Wow. Hey, by the way, what are you doing tonight?
1: I think I'm gonna binge watch the entire Resident Evil movie franchise. You know, the one with Mila Jovovich? That series about a wild T-virus that gets unleashed on the public and then they come up with a vaccine and it's worse than the virus? And then the virus mutates and everyone starts turning into shut-ins and zombies and killing each other? You want to come watch with me?
3: Nah, sounds like we're already experiencing Resident Evil right here in America. We'll see you later, bud. Okay,
1: man. Have a great day.
3: Christmas Resident Evil in America. Brought to you by the Wuhan China novel coronavirus 2019 vaccines. Coming to a needle near you.
2: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yet here we are, making claims that this product is a panacea, a cure-all, and the end-all-be-all of science and medical miracles. And here you are, believing all this crap. Just send us some money, so we can send you some sugar pills, snake oil, and a big old
3: box of nothing. Thank you.
0: Hello, crackers. Yo, white bread. Have you ever wanted to play the race card, but your skin is just too light? Is your hair too straight or too blonde? Do you have blue eyes? Is your nose pointy? You don't obviously have what it takes to be able to play the race card. Until now. New from Game Card Industry Syndicate is a full deck of 54 race cards that you can play anytime, any place that you want to. Four sets of 13 individual suits of cards plus two jokers that can be used in any situation where your white privilege is creating a scene. The deck includes 13 solid black cards, 13 dark brown cards, 13 light brown cards, and 13 Asian cards complete with oriental numerals. There's also two jokers. One shows the face of Al sharp tongue and the other Jesse. Jack's son. Your complete set of race cards is not available in stores, so you have to act now before this offer is censored by the mainstream media and social media platforms. Now even the fairest-skinned, blonde haired blue-eyed, freckle-faced, conservative Caucasian can play the race card. Order calls toll free one eight five five Big Chip. That's 1 855 Big Chip. Like the chip on the shoulders of those who don't want you to be able to play the race card. Operators are standing by. Ask now how you can add a deck of LGBTQ cards for use anytime you need a gay pass. Thank you for listening to The Truth Hurts with Steve Z. We look forward to our next visit. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music credits to Jason Shaw and Audionautix. This program was produced at Studio 63, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. We'll see you next time.